0: Welcome to the Refs Need Love 2 podcast, a show that gives you a real, raw, and behind-the-scenes view of one of the hardest jobs on the pitch, the referee. I'm your host, David Gerson, a grassroots referee with seven years of experience in over a 1,000 matches under my belt. You can find me at refsneedlove2.com and on TikTok. In today's episode, we will be talking with Jake Joyce, a college soccer player and a referee, who is on a path that will hopefully take him towards being a professional referee, he has already refed at Regionals and National President's Cup while balancing life as a student and a player in a competitive university program. Listen to how he makes that work. All right, Jake, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here today.
1: I am thrilled to be here, David. I have been looking forward to this for a long time.
0: Yeah, we actually connected via the the TikTok universe. You were one of the early supporters Um, of the channel, uh, being a referee yourself, you had a lot of insight, um, but also as a player yourself, you have a lot of insight. Uh, so um, we're so excited to learn a little bit more about you. So just in general, man, how long have you been playing soccer?
1: Um, I've been playing soccer since I was four years old. Um, now I'm 19 years old. So, um, (laughs) given that I'm a college student, I should know how to do this math. That'll be 15 years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, you definitely should. And, and so you, you know, played youth, you know, I'm assuming played academy because of where you're playing now, but are, you still play. So who do you play for now?
1: Uh, so I play for a division two school in Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, it's called Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University, a very famous flight school. Um, some call it the mecca of flight training. Um, and here I am studying communication at this flight school where only about 20, 30 other people study communication here.
0: Well, as long as that is what you're you're passionate about, there's no doubt about that. And so you are also, so you've been you're playing soccer growing up. Uh, you're now playing at a collegiate level, a high-level collegiate level uh, in the United States, but you're also a referee. And so how long have you been a referee?
1: I started refereeing five years ago. Um, I think I was... a. Uh, sophomore in high school um and pretty much uh I I picked up a lot more in the last year or so it was kind of more do it on a weekend if I have time and then within the last 9 to 12 months it's been grinding it out getting games every weekend um things like that
0: and so what was it about being a referee that attracted you uh, to that role
1: I don't know I just always Every time I grew up watching soccer, I always just had an appreciation for the man in the middle. And uh, um, when I was uh, when I was ten years old, I uh, asked my parents to buy me a set of uh, red and yellow cards so that I could I could display it with the uh, with the referees on TV. Um, kind of sounds a little stupid, but I mean. That's just what I was into when I was ten, and and as well as playing. I always wanted to be a player, and always was a player. But, um, kind of always wanted to also show the yellow card. And I remember when I got my first ever yellow card. I think I was ten or eleven. Came in from behind on a kid, slide tackled, and took him out way after the ball was there. I knew the card was coming, and the whole time the referee comes over to me, and he's got the yellow card out. And what I'm seeing is my name on screen on the tv screen jake joyce yellow card
0: that's fantastic you know the, the best part about that story is you started going into the considerations for the yellow card you know right, <laughs> from yeah. behind tackle was late <laughs> like i love it you're starting to to go through it um but jake you know being a referee it you know it's not just uh recreational for you now i mean you have uh based on our conversation i know uh, you've done the recreational level you've started doing a, a competitive academy, but you've also been now selected to ref at regionals and even national events. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So this summer, um, I had the opportunity to, uh, represent the state of Florida at a few different events. Uh, first one was Southern president's cup. Um, and then from there I was selected to represent the South region at the national president's cup. Um, and then while I was at national president's cup, the, um, the assistant director of, uh, referees for USU soccer pulled me aside and he told me, uh, Jake, I want to make you my final selection for, uh, youth nationals, um, in my hometown, Orlando. Um, and so it was just kind of a whirlwind, um, summer like that. And I never knew before January what all these events were and, um, the, the steps it, would take to get there and it all happened so fast.
0: That's amazing. And so what do you think it is? So so I, I get asked all the time by referees. I mean, today I posted a TikTok and there were people on the pod or the TikTok who were asking about, hey, I've been refing for a few years, I've had a couple high-level games, but how do you advance? What do you think it is that those that assistant director of referees for US Youth Soccer, what do you think he saw in you that said, okay he's not just good. He's great. And I need to have him at a national event.
1: So people like him are constantly in contact with, um, the state referee administrators or representatives from different States. Uh, he and Christina, uncle, my SRA have a a great relationship. So, um, they kind of have an idea of, um, who is a prospect, and I'm sure we can get into that in more detail um, later on. But uh, essentially, it was my second game at National Presidents Cup. And I uh, was doing a U19 boys game. I was in the middle. And one thing I just wanted to focus on was just doing that game like it was any other game. Um, and my, my job was to f- facilitate a game for 90 minutes, uh, keep the players safe. Uh, and a few things I focused on were my movement my interactions with players and my positioning, movement and positioning in different senses. Um, my movement being more um, picking up the pace when I need to working on my sprints. We had a, we had a few counterattacks in the game uh, where AR two and I were going back and forth quite a lot. Um, uh, it was actually a armon uh, was my AR two in that game a good buddy
0: of mine. Yep.
1: And, uh, and then positioning, um, the way they differ is my positioning is where I needed to be on the pitch and where the anticipating play, where that ball was going. Um, and he happened to be watching that game, Brian Miller, the, uh, Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think that's his title is assistant Mm -hmm. director of referees and, uh, ended up. Texted me to come find him and told me about the opportunity.
0: So, I so I have so many questions about this. At first, let, let's go back to the beginning. You said it's a U nineteen boys game. You yourself are only nineteen years old. That's right. So, so, talk to me a little bit about this. I mean, you're you're a nineteen year old young man. You're refing these eighteen could be nineteen year old depending on the, the time of the year for the game as well. You know, how do you get yourself into the right mindset? you know, how do you make sure that you've got, you know, control of that match, but also rapport with the players? What do you kind of tell yourself? What, what are your goals? How do you get yourself ready for something like that?
1: Um, you said it yourself, a big thing for me is rapport with the players. I've obviously been in a situation similar to them recently, um, being a competitive soccer player at the age of 19. Um, so I know what they're thinking about and I know, when i'm playing what i want from a referee so i try to give them that i try to be the referee that i want to have refereeing my match um and it's even sometimes as simple as uh just being personable with them talking with them uh before the game uh in this case both teams had won the the day before so i congratulated both teams on on that asked them how they were doing how their flights were things it's it's just little things like that building rapport with the players and just um, not being casual, but being personable and professional at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you also talked about that movement. Now it's not just movement for movement's sake. You know, what are you trying to do? How are you trying to to move around the pitch to be in the best position? So one thing
1: I try to work on when I'm in the middle is, uh, well, it's not necessarily working on but i always make sure i'm wearing cleats in the middle because for me uh and this morning it was it was actually it happened to be um wet that morning it was an 8 a.m game on wet turf um so i made sure i had my cleats on and just focusing on sprints and um recovering uh you know, we talked about those counter attacks you know sometimes the keeper would send it long I punt it up to midfield, and then I have to get up because there'd be a two-on-one happening or a three-v-two. So working on that diagonal um, and staying close to play, but not in the way.
0: Mm-hmm. And so uh, you mentioned this this national. What what is the highest level of competition that you've refed right now, or the most important match that you have refed?
1: Um, whew, most important match. Um. That's an interesting one. I was selected for a final at, um, youth nationals, but the highest level that I have refereed would be probably either, um, USL two or, uh, NPSL. Both of those are in the, um, fourth tier of the U S soccer pyramid. I've also refereed a division one college soccer game. Um, so that was, that was also a great experience. It was on ESPN plus, um, so I had a uh, family back at home watching friends. Um, so that that was is fun. so
0: cool. And so, I mean, you've, you've made it such a long way now. So what are your goals as a referee? You know, where do you see yourself say, let's, let's say three to five years from now,
1: three to five years from now, I'm hoping to be a national candidate, if not a national referee um, at youth nationals, I actually was, uh, I spent a lot of time chatting with Nima Sagafi, who is a, um, Professional referee in the MLS. He's a also a FIFA referee, um, and he joined the MLS at I want to say twenty five, mm-hmm. um, and you know if I could do that, that would be incredible uh, to get there at twenty five. If I get there at thirty five, I'd be um, really happy. But I'm hoping I'm on. I'm getting there um, five, three to five years from now. I'm getting up to the national level,
0: and so. You talked about Animo. We, we've talked about Christina, uncle, obviously her husband, uh, Ted, uncle. Um, but when you look at them, how do you know that they have it? What do you think there is in being a professional referee? I mean, yes, you know, we know the laws. I mean, I think even at, at a regional level, uh, you know the laws inside out at in that point. Not that you can't learn something, but... There is a difference between going from academy and doing these, you know, fourth-tier games that we've had the pleasure to do and being an MLS professional. In your eyes, when you look at them, what do you see as the main differences? Um here in Florida, we have an abundance of
1: these uh professional referees. We've got four active FIFAs right now. We have former FIFA and Christina, plenty of former FIFA's. Uh, but even if you um If you follow people like Christina or Ted on Instagram or on any social media, uh, Chris and Tori Penso as well, another solid duo. Um, It's just, it's all refereeing, refereeing, refereeing. You see them, they're in the gym, they're on the field, they're studying the laws of the game, they're giving back to the community, they're helping um, training with other grassroots regional national referees, they're... um, doing discussions. It's, it's, it's a total lifestyle. And that's, that's the mindset you need to have when you're a professional referee. Yeah,
0: absolutely. There's, there's an element of sacrifice to it. Uh, But it's so interesting to say about the the giving back. It it does, you do have to really study hard if you want to teach someone else. It's one Mm -hmm. thing to do. It's another thing to like teach and train and be a great mentor. And so there's a lot of work to go into that.
1: It's funny you mention that because actually, right now uh, on the on another browser on my computer, I'm actually finishing up uh, the grassroots mentor course as well. That's uh,
0: fantastic! That's Someone else that. told me about that, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I should do that." You definitely <laughs> so, should. Okay, well, I will definitely, definitely I will definitely check it out. Uh, one thing I did want to ask you about: so you are you know in college right now, and I know you're in season. Uh, mm-hmm. So, how do you balance? you know, being a referee and wanting to be out on the pitch as a referee, but also you are playing college soccer. There is a big time demand on your time. And by the way, you're a student, so you need to be getting grades. How do you balance it all?
1: We actually have a a saying, um, at Embry-Riddle, like our, our big thing is student person player. Um, so obviously the first priority is, uh, making sure we're doing well in school, um, taking care of our classes, After that's being a good person, um, good moral values, uh, being a leader in the community, things like that. Um, And after that is when you can focus on being uh, a collegiate athlete. Um, And for me, those three take priority. Um, Obviously, I made a commitment to come out here to school. I made a commitment to come out here and play for my team, made a commitment to my coach, uh, my teammates, to myself. Uh, And then refereeing has got to come for me. It's after that Uh, just due to the commitments that I've made and that I'm not one to um, back down from a commitment. Um, We were talking a little bit before this, I've only done one game since youth nationals two months ago. Uh, And it was, it was that division one college game uh, Mm -hmm. that I mentioned earlier. And it's it's all about finding that balance. Yesterday, I went to um, a uh, a field training event for the uh, the new requirements of the uh, grassroots recertification. And it just made me think about how much I want to get back on the field. I got an email from one of my assigners during the meeting. And I uh, it said that there were some Sunday league games that were rescheduled for next Wednesday. And I was like, I want to do it. <laughs> so I booked the game uh, knowing that I didn't have a game that day. Um, so I I took the game and then I went out and looked for a UPSL game and asked the assigner if I could do a UPSL game, uh, the weekend after that. So, um, it's definitely about finding the opportunity, uh, but making sure your priorities are where they need to be.
0: Yeah. And it's not like you're far away from the game. I mean, you're practicing six, seven days a week. You've got, I know the college schedule is very condensed. It could be one, two, maybe even three games in a week. So you're around it all the time, just not, uh, in the middle with a whistle or on the line with a flag right now. Right. Yeah. And then during the the summertime or the off season, you know, how many games do you, do you see yourself doing in the off seasons when you're not actually in season as a soccer player?
1: Um, quite a, quite a bit. Uh, I always try to help out my assigner if I need to. Um, most of my assigners, if I need to, uh, my priority is going to be getting those adult games in for the regional referee requirements. Um, but uh, if let's say there's a few U10 games that are in need of referees, he's been searching all week, and can't find anybody and I have a couple extra hours, I'll drive up the road 20 minutes and go do those U10 games, help him out. Um, so it's it but in the spring it'll be a lot. I think yeah. my count for 2022 so far, because I really picked it up uh, at the start of January 2022, um, at like 150-ish
0: Yeah.
1: right now for this calendar year, probably going to mm-hmm. finish with about 200. Mm-hmm. Um, and next spring, I can't wait to see how many games is going to be, because yeah. uh, I think a few more opportunities are going to
0: start opening up. No, it's fantastic. I'm excited for you. So to kind of close towards the the end of of the podcast here. So you've been refing now for five years. Uh, you're starting to get these really high level assignments. I mean, I, I can tell you for those who are listening who don't know, if you're going to nationals president Cup nationals, that is a big deal. Even just getting to regionals, you're you're one of the 10 best in the, your state to get selected to go at, at the regional level. So it is a really big deal. So for those younger referees, for those people who are, and, and whether you're you old like me, but you're only a couple of years in, or you're 13, 14, 15 years old, and you're just starting out, what type of advice do you give to younger referees who are trying to move up? What should they be focused on? What should they be thinking about? How do they improve themselves to get to where you are right now?
1: There's a few things you want to consider. Um, the first thing is just always being professional in everything you do. Uh, show up early to your games, always honor your game assignments, get your availability into your assigners. Uh, and then from the moment you get there to your to your game, uh, look the part, have your socks up, have your shirt tucked in, um, talk to your referees, before, have a pregame before the game. That's, just, that's these basic things, but we need to get that right. And then always treat people with respect um, in everything that you do. And then once you nail that down, Becoming a referee is going to be much easier. You're going to have uh, an easier experience, gaining experience on the field um, and dealing with certain situations. And then once you feel more confident with that, you can reach out to your um, state referee administrator um, and see what kind of opportunities you have. Every state's got um, state cup, uh, president's cup, things like that. And then from there, you can be selected to. Um, move on to these regional and eventually national events.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's so interesting. I, 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 my advice for, for people all the time is, is do take it seriously, have fun, yeah. but man, I, I can't even begin to tell you how many times I show up if I'm, if I'm running a line and I'm like, all right, we're going to do a pregame. And they're like, yeah, you'll be fine. And I'm like, <laughs> just like, you know, fail to plan, plan to fail type of thing. So I, oh, yeah. I think that's that's great advice. I tell people work hard, have fun, you know, study the laws of the game. It, it is amazing how much stuff is in there uh, that you can learn, and you never know when you're going to to use it. Well, Jake, thank you so much for taking the time. I mean, I I'm so excited to see you advance and your career. Uh, you know, well, obviously in communications, again, you know, person and, and student, of course, very very important. Um, but then as a, as a referee. As well, and it's been such a pleasure getting to know you uh, through the world of TikTok. Now, getting to know more about your story through this podcast, and I just wish you nothing but the success uh, in everything that you do. And I'll actually be down in Orlando, I think, for a tournament coming up in the next month or so. So I will certainly let you know when I'm there.
1: Nice, yeah, uh, same to you. I wish you all the luck and success uh, with with TikTok, and I hope I can run into you at at this tournament and hopefully uh, regionals again. Um And yeah, just nothing but the best for
0: you. Awesome, man. All right, cool. Thanks so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And thank you for taking the time to learn about Jake and the challenges of being a youth referee. It is not easy to play competitively and ref as well, but he is making it happen. Hopefully this December, Jake and I will get the crew game together as my son and I are heading down to Orlando, Florida for a national league event. I can't wait. If you like today's pod, please check out my website and merch at refsneedlove2.com. I appreciate your support, and as always, I hope your next game is red card free.